This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by your K-Pop Sundays before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Odar, Min, and JR. Hello, and welcome to this new episode of our podcast. Today we'll be talking about some of our favorite songs about phone calls. So let's see who's calling. JR, why don't you start us off? So I actually had another song in mind for this section, but I realized I already talked about Newest Hello in the Concept Change episode back in season one. I really like that one, actually, that episode. So check back on it if you haven't heard it yet. Anyway, I couldn't think of any other songs besides my next song off the top of my head. So I went searching for other ones that would fit the theme. And that's how I found Shim Mina's Answer the Phone. So from the research I've done on her, Shim started out as a backup dancer for the likes of Pak Jin Young and Pak Ji Yoon. So think like coming of age ceremony. Everybody knows JYP. He's he's him. (laughs) From there, during the 2002 World Cup, which took place from around May to June of that year, she essentially went viral for wearing the Korean flag as a top and skirt. Something interesting is that her Namu wiki conspires that this was actually a stunt by her company, which, if true, I think is really smart because it definitely bolstered her standing in the eye of the public. But other sources say she was scouted afterwards and signed a contract with J Entercom Entertainment. So the timeline there is a little bit fuzzy. Anyway, in October of 2002, she debuted with her first album entitled Rendezvous and the title track Answer the Phone. The song itself is very early 2000s. It's super upbeat and very heavy on the electronic sounds and synthesizer and overall just a joy to listen to in this day and age, I think. (laughs) But the track is about a woman who is told that her boyfriend is cheating on her, so she calls him hoping he would answer and therefore dispel her fears. However, he doesn't answer her call and the two ultimately break up. Probably my favorite lyric in the whole song is, you lie like you eat and I hate you. And I think it just goes so hard. I think that the lyrics are pretty clever and fun, so... It has a lot of things going for it, in my opinion. So the music video is pretty simple. It opens on Mina walking up to a payphone and making a call. The man purposely doesn't answer, though no woman is with him in this particular shot, and he walks out and a yellow pages book is shown. So the rest of the video is pretty standard with different cuts of her in different outfits, some shots of the man dancing in a cube. This is the boyfriend that is dancing in the cube and other shots of the club and stuff like that. At the end of the music video, however, she does mime shooting the man in the cube, and they cut to him just falling off the cube, and I think it's really funny. Her styling is also very obviously reminiscent of the times, and she wears a lot of low-waisted jeans and crop tops, which show off her abs, which if you read some of the sources from that time, People kind of looked down on her for that, which is odd because she really wasn't wearing anything different than other people. But they kind of just chalked her up to being not, I don't want to say a floozy. The way they were writing it kind of made it seem like that was the point they were trying to get across, which I think is really disingenuous coming from the media. (laughs) But yeah, she also is wearing like a brownish gold lip again, very reminiscent of the times. And I think it's so great. It's essentially a time capsule of 2002. I love it. 
So that's the main bulk of the song and the music video, but I do want to mention some other things that I found while I was researching. This song is actually a remake of Answer the Phone by the group Kiss, which was a trio. They also were under J.com Entertainment, and that original release was in November of 2001 with slightly different lyrics and a sample of the song Macarena. The original group actually went on Sugarman 2 and performed their version of the song. However, a lot of Sugarman episodes are difficult to find, so I was only really able to find the performance of it, and that was on Vimeo. So I have it linked. You can check it out if you want. Essentially, the group Kiss released the song, a follow-up was planned, but then it got scrapped, and the song was then given to their hubei, Shimmina, with revisions done to it so she could use the song essentially as her debut. Another really interesting thing was this song became a huge hit in the Philippines, and according to these sources, K-pop wasn't huge there at the time, so this is actually a really cool happening, in my opinion. And the other thing about this is that many Filipinos thought that the song was in Spanish. Anyway, the source that I'm referring to said that this was likely due to the fact that Mexican culture was really popular during this time, so the song was wrongly attributed to Mexico. <laughs> Finally, there's also a possible Michael Jackson sample in this song. I don't think there's any vetting done on the Who Sampled website. I've never seen any sources listed. They usually just put the songs side by side, but I listened to both of them and I feel like the bit that people said did sound similar. However, I haven't seen an official comment on this and besides sampling back in the 2000s in Korea was kind of sketchy to begin with, so I'm not sure if that's true. But I did want to mention it because that is something that comes up when you look for this song. Since then, Mina and her husband have made a YouTube channel that I'm going to link, and they seem to be doing pretty well for themselves. Yeah, I just want to say that I really enjoyed this song because I remember paying attention to pop and music around this time, and it really fits into kind of music I enjoy. And I especially really liked the styling. Like, I don't know why they were giving her such a bad rap. It's like, that's what everyone at least female pop, were dressing very similar to her during that time. Right. And also, normally I don't really pay attention to this, but her abs were very much front and center. Like, I feel like a lot of women from that type period were not as built as her. Yeah. Kind of nice to see. Something I wonder different, if she, they know? contoured them to make them stand out a little bit. <laughs> that would make sense, but I was just kind of surprised because I didn't, I don't feel like that was a popular look at mm -hmm. the time like I feel like that's become more accepted that it's not just that you're skinny it's not just that you've got a flat stomach it's also that it has to be muscle I feel like that's more right. recent yeah I agree because it looks like you work out not that just that you're not eating much I love the album art for that album it's yeah. iconic yeah very nice it sticks out but it feels like it fits mm -hmm. yeah alrighty so old R why don't you give us your first pick the first song I want to talk about is Taegun's Call Me from 2009. It was the title track from his first mini album, and it was quite a catchy dance track. The song itself is about a guy having a crush on a girl, and after staring at each other, she approaches him to ask for his number. He's super excited and wants her to call him. As for the music video, it starts by showing Taegun dancing with a girl at a party who is played by actress Park Shinae. They're hitting it off well, but it turns out she's already got a boyfriend. Kim Jae-jung. This doesn't stop Taegun and Shinai from having a secret relationship, and it's through a phone call that, eventually, Jae-jung finds out. 
He's devastated, and the music video ends with him shooting the couple. A fun fact about this music video is that in real life, Taegun and Jaejung were friends. As this was Taegun's debut, this was a big deal that Jaejung appeared in it. Yeah, I wasn't actually expecting to see Park Shin Hye there, so that was a nice surprise. And it's just, it's such a different vibe than her usual acting gigs, because if you watch her in any yeah. drama, she's like the sweet girl next door, very kind, and this is not that character. <laughs> but yeah, the song is so catchy and very reminiscent of the time again, you know, like that 2009 sound. I love it. Yeah, I really like this one. I think you've shown it to me before. It felt kind of familiar in a way. Probably. But yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs from when I was in college. But Taegun isn't the only one on the phone. Who's on the other line, Min? <laughs> you don't come to me for information. You come to me for vibes. So A, I made a playlist because I'm indecisive. And B, I don't have information about the songs. I just have vibes to give out. That is my MO. Anyway, the very first song that came to my mind when we chose the topic Phone Calls was My Number by Cheetah. And this was her first release after on Pretty Rap Star. So I'm a little bit unsure if this was a song that she actually wanted to release or if this is a song that Eminet wanted her to release. I have an <laughs> underlying suspicion that it might be Eminet because this is her only music video on a Eminet platform. Anyway... This is probably the most out there of her music that I can think of because her music and her aesthetic style is usually pretty dark, moody, mature, laid back, kinda, in her general vibe. But my number is not that. <laughs> it is the most idle song that she has ever released. It is upbeat, it is catchy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's flashy, there is colors, like, there's so much color in this. If you watch any of the other music videos, there is not this much color in them. <laughs> but I feel like for her doing an idol release, this is the best way that she could have done a typical K-pop pop release, if that makes sense. Because she chose to have girlies and drag queens in lingerie. Cheetah herself is not a dancer, so she does not dance in this music video, but she does have background dancers. And the choice of dancers and the choice of choreographers is very queer, which is wonderful. And I don't think that Mnet really approves of any of this. So it's just all a good vibe. And honestly, is it her best song? No. Is it a masterpiece? Definitely. It is a fun time, and that is all that I need currently. So you should go watch it. Yeah, there's something about the videos from the 2015, 2016, even 2014, like that time with the oversaturation and the super bright colors. It was such a vibe, and I miss it quite a bit because I've been watching a lot of music videos recently. That's kind of like my goal for the year, watch as many releases as I can. And they just don't have the same feeling. They're like kind of dark a lot of the time and a little bit gloomy, even if the song isn't necessarily. I will say girl groups tend to not fall into this category if they have a cute song. But anyway, that's besides the point. I just think that the song will likely get stuck in your head because like the horn loop yes. at minimum is very memorable. So that is my comment on that. 
Yeah. And for me, what stuck out to me was the lyrics where she's basically calling out people who only called her after she appeared on on Pretty Rap Star and she like did well. And she's Mm -hmm. like calling that out. But it's like, oh, you want to be my entourage? Basically, she's got their number and it's pretty funny. Yeah, she is very smart and she's a very good lyricist. Yeah. Nobody can take that away from her. But shall we move on to the next song about phone calls? Well, my pick is next. And I believe I've mentioned this before, but when I first got into K-pop, I essentially collected a bunch of boy groups that I just really loved. And to this day, I still have a great fondness for them, even though it's like third gen boy groups that aren't really active anymore. And that hurts my heart. But anyway... B1A4, Infinite, and the one I am talking about today, BAP, those were my boys. And this track was definitely one that I had on repeat when I first found it. And I remember even downloading like a snippet of the track to use in my ringtone. It never ended up happening because I downloaded a lot of K-pop snippets and I ended up only using like three over the course of my seven year K-pop existence. (laughs) But again, besides the point. So Voice Message by BAP is a B-side off of their first EP, No Mercy. And I just want to clarify, this is not their debut. That was technically a single album. And I also just did not realize how early in their career this song came out. The EP came out on July 12th, 2012, and sold about 20,000 albums, which isn't too shabby. Unfortunately, since this is a B-side, there is no music video. However, there are a couple of live performances of it out there, and I have linked them in the script if you do want to watch those. So, Voice Message is a hip-hop ballad about a man leaving a message on his girlfriend's phone. He's angry, he feels like he's been played, and he feels like his time has been wasted. The girl in the song is fake, a cheater, and has continually hurt him, and he's done with it. He'll resolve his emotions about her and the relationship with the voice message and say goodbye to her for the last time. It is so angsty. Something interesting about this song is that it is the first of BAP's discography to be produced by Yongguk. Our friend of the podcast, Seiren, actually gave me the name of the co-producer who helped Yongguk with it, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but it will be in the script. But I just think that it's so cool that Yongguk was producing so early into BAP's time as idols. I think if you've heard his more recent music, you can definitely see how he's grown, but this song is definitely a fun trip down memory lane to see that growth. As I mentioned earlier, this song is categorized as a hip-hop ballad, but what I really love about the song is the use of phone sounds throughout, particularly at the beginning and in the chorus. I think it's really cool when musicians and producers take everyday sounds slash tones and give them a melodic quality, and for this song in particular, I think that it's really effective. But (laughs) I do want to mention something that's kind of confusing if you think about it, because the song is called Voice Message, so at first you think the lyrics are what's being left as the message, you know? However, there's a lyric that says something along the lines of, you're not saying anything at all. So like, is it a call or is it a voicemail? Are you talking on the phone right now or are you leaving a message? I don't know why that lyric particularly is in there. Maybe Yongguk was just like, this sounds, this sounds like it's a good fit for right here, and he left it there. But just something funny I thought I'd point out. It's a good song. Go check it out. Yeah, and it's BAP. Love Bop. Yeah, BAP's always going to give you something good. Yeah, we got to give some love to them every once in a while. 
Alrighty, well, Old R, why don't you give us your next pick? The next song I want to talk about is Jinushan's phone number from 2004. It was the title track from the duo's fourth album, No La Bo Se. Phone number is a hip-hop track about wanting a girl's phone number, and the music video for it shows Jinu and Sean posing with multiple girls, cars, and generally hanging around with a bunch of people in a white space. There are a couple phones used, such as by the girls who are dancing by a line of payphones with phone books and while on the phone. My favorite part of it is that it's a great example of old-school YG family. It was written by Jinushan and Teddy, who also composed it. In addition to many YG family features on the album itself, it was also during the time when multiple YG artists would appear on each other's music videos. For phone number, you can spot pre-debut GD and Taeyong, as well as Seven, YG's wife, Lee Eunju, Lee Hanu, pre-debut Kahi, and pre-YG Sai. All in all, it's a pretty solid YG-flavored hip-hop track. It's iconic. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm curious, though. If you watch the music video, there are a few shots, because it's the same shot just put in different places, of one of the members, forgive me, I don't know which one's Jinu, and I don't know which one's Sean, and he's wearing a hat, and the hat has a mosaic on it. Yeah. <laughs> They're obviously covering up a logo. But I want to know, is that purposeful yeah. Or did they come to the editing process and were like, we cannot have this logo showing in this video. We have to do something and photoshopping it off his head isn't going to cut it. I'm not sure because I feel like that was a thing in hip hop back in the day. In Missy Elliott's Gossip Folks music video, there's one part where she's wearing something with a logo and it's blurred there. I'm sure that's not the only place, but that's the place that's the most memorable because I watched it recently. So I think it was more a thing of the time. It has to do with branding, basically. Right. right. Yeah, that's what I figured. But I wasn't sure if like I missed some inside thing that they do occasionally for fun. I don't know. No, the early 2000s was weird when it came to branding. Like, we still have the after effects of it currently, but it's it was a weird time and it still kind of is weird. Right. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It, it was just so obvious because a lot of times now it's blurred. There's no mosaic if something needs to not be shown, <laughs> which I think they were, we've just come to a place where it's like, we don't have to make it so obvious. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's kind of like, a little, it's a little bit cringe. That could be the timing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't dislike it. I just, I thought it was kind of funny. Also, I think it's so funny that the parts with all the people, there were like four different people wearing Paul Frank monkey shirts. And that it's was lost the times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like I love a good Paul Frank. I just, I think it's so funny that all of a sudden you just keep seeing these monkeys like pop up. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. There was a lot going on in the music video and yes, uh, Seven had to point out quite a bit to me because it's like, I had a feeling that Kahi was in there. Like, I felt like I heard it somewhere and she's like, dude, there were multiple articles on it. I'm like, what? <laughs> and so then she sent me a bunch of them. And then I was like, oh, Seven was in there. It's not just me thinking he was there. Yeah. So he had already debuted by that time. And mm -hmm. I don't remember seeing Taeyong, but I obviously GD is at the beginning. You can't miss him. So <laughs> yeah, it was just real fun back in the day when like, YG, especially at that time period, everyone just pop into each other's music videos. Everyone was in each other's songs, working with each other. It was just, there was a lot of fun synergy at the time that I feel like we don't see at all. 
Yeah. YG anymore. And also because YG over the years has absolutely lost its hip hop branding. That used to be the hip hop company from Junior Sean and then you have one time and stuff. It's not at all that. They heavily leaned into pop, which like obviously like that's a choice. That's a marketing choice. But I feel like they lost their identity. Now they're just another company. So this is back in the good old days. I feel like a YG. I remember Danny from one time mentioned about how everyone was just like in each other's business. They were with obviously the tournaments. I think it's, is it ping pong tournaments they would do? It's like so cute. There was stuff like that where it's like there was a lot of relaxing and artists who could talk to each other. It was a lot more chill back then at YG. So this was kind of a product at the time. So I miss that. But (laughs) Jinushans aren't the only one who want to make a phone call, right? No. So... To close out the episode, I chose the iconic, I've used iconic very much this episode, but this is probably the most iconic of them all, Phone Number by Tahiri. And yes, the year is 2023 and I'm here to choose the most ho songs that I can. So, for the uninitiated, Tahiti was a relatively long-lived, by what we would call it, a short-lived girl group, but what a more common phrase for this would be would be a Nugu girl group, I guess. Time has changed, and I don't know, and we just called every K-pop group that just came and disappeared a short-lived group. (laughs) It is ingrained in me now. They did not sell well, but alas, they did make some absolute bangers. Uh, so Tahiri's group was active from 2012 to about 2018-ish and did a whole range of concepts. From cute to like kind of quirky to kind of cool, like pre-girl crush type, girl crushy cool thingamajigs. It was a time... They did a lot of different things, but their main red thread through the entirety was everything was a little bit sexy. Not overly so sometimes, but like a little bit, like a little sprinkling. And Phone Number was their most sultry release ever. And it's just really good. It is one of my favorite Tahiti songs of all time. It is wonderful, it's a little slutty, and it's great. And they did a good job. I love that for them. But yeah, any opinions about phone number? It's a bop. There were so many retro phones in the video. And they were all so cute and so brightly colored. I loved it. I want every single phone. Also, their voices were really great. I felt like, personally, that give them a power ballad. (laughs) I felt like they would be perfect for it. But I don't think they ever went that route. I think they only ever stayed at pop. They did some, like, thank you to my fans type deals, but uh, those those are never really that special. Right. (laughs) Or good to list. Had they had better management, things would have panned out differently. (laughs) But that's... We could say that with a lot of artists. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also, since I'm extra, before we leave for the wrap-up... I just want to give a tiny little honorable mention because the true first song that I thought about when we chose this theme wasn't a song at all, but it was a part of the music video for 21's I Don't Care because they answered the phone saying, So many so times in that music video. And that's 
That's how I learned that the Korean has another word of saying hello when answering the phone instead of just normal hello. Very interesting. Right. Very educational. Love it. Cute. It was stuck in my head for so long <laughs> after I first saw that music video. That reminds me, there was this one tweet where somebody was saying that I immediately know if someone's trying to scam me in Korean if they send me an email that says Yaboseo as the first <laughs> line because you don't say that in writing. <laughs> no. And I just thought that was so funny. While these six songs are far from being the only ones about phone calls, these were the ones that we personally enjoyed and wanted to feature. Or if you're relatively new to K-pop and you're looking for some new music, hopefully you found the recommendations we've made in this episode to be useful. We've also made a playlist on Spotify called K-pop's Colin. So if you want to listen to either any of the songs mentioned in this episode, or if you want to hear more with the same theme as there's 22 that we found as of this recording, you can go ahead and listen to that after this episode and we will be linking it in the description of this episode. But that's it for today. JR, take it away. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, tell your friends about us, and review us on Podchaser. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at KpopSumbase or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also, don't forget, our next episode comes out on December 3rd, 2023. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong. My boyfriend is waving goodbye to the podcast. Oh, so thank, Bye. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay.